0: the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and tonight we have our lovely, our beautiful, misty rain in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have our pain in the ass, my wacky sidekick, my bestie, Lord Balor, Master John, Johnny Hotcakes, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You me. He's <laughs> been a bad boy today, Mama Peach. So, oh no, without further ado, I have to introduce you. You're Mario fan, you are the number one ABDL lady nationwide. I'm just saying it because everybody loves you. You have a huge following. Um, I, I know you're on Fat Life, you're on all these other social media form platforms that everybody just loves and adores you. So we brought you back tonight and we want to hear all the good stuff we've missed.
1: Awesome. Now, thank you so much for having me back. Um it is truly an honor. I'm absolutely thrilled. I think you're trying to give me a big head, but I really do appreciate uh all of the love. I'm blessed. I'm blessed to have a community that really supports me and um makes it worth what i do truly it's it's a, it's uh, it's an honor to uh to work with them and to be to be part of their their little group it's awesome
0: absolutely
1: so i'm going to
0: send over the reins to Misty Rain and she has a few questions okay i'd love to hear them good evening it's so nice to meet you i've heard wonderful things about you so this is exciting um i wanted to Uh, start with what drew you into the lifestyle
1: that's kind of an easy question honestly and the answer is mario um my husband my little my full-time little um you know i was kind of coming out of the dating world and kind of sick of it you know um i was a mom of three and i you know i i just Kind of gave up on dating. I really did. People kind of just suck. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, And whenever I went... (laughs) There's
0: a dude full of sucks.
1: Right? So, no, I was lucky. I I decided to take my chances on a dating app. Wound up with the sweetest little guy in my messages. He reached out. and The first message was, hey, sexy mama. And from there, it just spiraled. Um, You know, he came out and came over to my house that first night And was brave enough to introduce me to the ABDL thing. Um, He kind of just threw a diaper on the on the table and said, "Have you ever heard of it?"
0: Wow, that was extremely brave. That was the first day. I'm telling you,
1: it was wild. My answer was, "Nope, never heard of it. Don't know what it is." Um, But that's interesting. Tell me more. And from that point, he just kind of gave it uh, a little bit at a time, really kind of gave me the information I needed and nothing that would scare me away. He came at it with such confidence that it was totally normal to have this as part of who you are, mm-hmm. but that he was looking for someone that would at least accept it. And that was a challenge. And, you know, for the, the to be honest, I had gotten to know him for about a month before that, just messages back and forth, kind of learning everything about him. And I was already infatuated. You know, I mean, he was absolutely gorgeous. He had the personality to match. He's a talented musician. I mean, he was a whole package. So whenever I, I kind of had this to to uh, think about, um, it was a no-brainer for me. I, I just kinda, I realized that this was something that I just didn't know about, but it didn't make it wrong. And it was something that I didn't quite understand, but I was willing to learn. So, I mean, it was in those moments where he showed me... Um, the good sides, the good parts, the things about it that are are lost upon society's view of what it is and society's explanation of it. And I got it from the source, from somebody that lived it.
0: Did he ask you um, straight out if you would be a mommy?
1: So he brought it to my attention that this was something that he would do regularly. This was a, a part of him that um, he nurtured. On a regular basis, and that he was looking for someone that if they couldn't participate in it, they could at least accept it. So uh, originally, I think he was just trying to let me know it was part of him. But as he presented it to me, I realized that there was a side of me that needed it almost as badly as he did. You right. know, being a mom, you know, i was a mom of three and I realized all my kids were getting to an age they didn't need me as much. They didn't need the one on one. They didn't need me to, you know, they wanted their independence and I craved being needed in a motherly way. So right. when he would bring it to my attention that, you know, um, he just kind of needed that nurturing, loving attention. Um, it was again, a no brainer for me. I was in, I was ready to see if I could fill that role for him. Um, so yeah, I guess in a roundabout way, he did kind of bring it straight to that. It was that he needed it. He needed somebody that could at least kind of be okay with it and maybe someday get comfortable with it. And by the next night he was diapered. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty quick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Did, tell me how easily do you, um, go in and out of your roles because- That's
1: actually a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people are curious about that. So I really, I'm glad you asked because for us, the mommy and little headspace is a constant dynamic. Um, it's very fluid within our daily lives. We've learned how to use certain code words to kind of mean something to us that doesn't quite mean the same thing to other people. So like if I look at him, and say so we've got people over and we're, we're entertaining or whatever. And I say to him, hey, um, I think there might be some dishes that need to be done. Um, and he'll respond to me. Oh, yeah. OK. But Big Him isn't going to say what I'm really meaning. And little him knows that's your chore for mommy. So why don't you go get that done for me? Because um, right. all right. about communicating I... it. Yeah. So it's communicating it in a way where we know exactly what it means but we're completely respectful of everybody around us so it really um it's very fluid for us you know i can have him in total big space we can be talking about our business we can be talking about family arrangements and it's just you know me saying one or two things that'll make him feel little and all of a sudden i've got little mario right there in front of me and it's really sweet the way that um, you know, we just kind of read each other. We read uh, the mood. We read each other's, uh, you know, that our reactions to things, the way we feel in the moment. And, and But that's not to say that I have to do anything. Um, you know, I'm very blessed that he understands that there are going to be days I don't feel like I'm into it or, I, you know, maybe I'm not feeling well. And uh, But he reads me well enough that I really don't even have to say anything. He just can tell by the way that I act, um, whether it's time or it's not. And um, I think that's all based on good communication. Any dynamic like this has to be based on complete transparency. You know, hey, I don't feel well right now. Instead of trying to do it anyway and resenting that role eventually, right, you know, we right. just really talk it out and make sure we're clear with each other, you know, what to expect and how we're going to communicate it and what to look for. Um, And that that's what makes it work for us. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty easy it's really really easy for us to just kind of come in and out of it but we also make sure we're appropriate we never put anybody else in the position to feel uncomfortable based on how we interact
0: you know i have a question too because most viewers and most listeners they want to know you know what is it exactly that you do what kind of services do you provide
1: okay that's actually a really good question too um I am what I consider what I call what I label myself as. I, I'm a maternal life coach, essentially. I do a lot of things other than just babysitting sessions, just one on one little time. So that's that I think that sometimes um, that kind of goes under the radar a little bit. So I'll kind of give a little bit of a rundown. I do in-person babysitting sessions. So basically anybody that wants the service, um, reaches out, we kind of negotiate what they're looking for and if I'm comfortable to provide it. And we come up with, you know, what an agreement, a negotiated scene, like anything in the kink world, you know, it's all about really communicating what we're all looking for what's possible. And, um, you know, we work out where it's going to be, how long it's going to be, what kind of session it'll be. Um, I do anything from mommy sessions, babysitter sessions, a little bit of like a humiliation session one on one. They're all possible. And I'm blessed because I do have a nursery that uh, a a really good friend of my mistress, Mercy of the goddess girls, she has allowed me to use. Uh, And I'm, I'm really, really blessed because it's a baby heaven in there. It is so well decorated. It is designed to the aesthetic that everyone dreams of. It's just clean and just a beautiful space. So that's always an option. So I have nursery sessions. One of my favorite things to do Um, is actually to take littles to the kink-friendly nude beach that we have down here in Miami. So that's a good time for a lot of people. The idea of being on a beach and being kind of littled in a cabana or under an umbrella privately. And then, you know, knowing that it's 18 plus, right? Because it's a nude beach. You can't be there in, in this beach Without that. So, you know, we did our, our homework. We we talked to the lifeguards as an ocean rescue, the police, and just kind of made sure that it was okay, that we weren't going to get anybody in trouble, that they were okay with it. And the reaction was kind of funny because they said to me, um, actually, that's more clothing than anyone wears on this part of the beach. So we're <laughs> totally fine with it. Come on down. You know? So that was really cool. But then I also do Life coaching. I've got some people that just have trouble with, um, they basically need a mom, a mom's uh, influence on routine, on hygiene, on exercise, on accountability. So um, I do that kind of as an accountability partner. But then I also do ABDL and humiliation coaching where they get a task each day of the week, five days a week, and um, they get to kind of tell me what they're looking for. And I work it around their lifestyle. You know, if they're allowed to do it only during the afternoon, they, I give their tasks for the afternoon. Um, if they don't have much privacy, we work on making sure that they're not outed in any way by what they're doing. So we do a lot of that. Um, and actually, I'm really excited. There's something I'm going to start pretty soon um, that I actually just had the idea for yesterday. And that's to kind of do a, a verification thing. A lot of fake mommies that are out there. um And we're going to try to kind of go on that idea and see what happens if we can maybe uh, help some people out and figuring out what they can trust and where they can go to trust. uh, Because it is a scary world with the internet and people taking advantage of people. So um, there's a little bit of everything. I do virtual stuff. I do in-person stuff. So it's really uh, based on what they're looking for. But I'm kind of an option. There's a lot of options. There's different things you can pick.
0: (laughs) Do you have questions for you? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you, need <to> enjoy <laughs> you know what I've really always admired is the variations of of clothing, attire, everything from like the onesies and the pacifiers and everything, you know. And we see it, you know, in our daily, you know, with people here even, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, <laughs> it's it's just something that's very typical in our in our world. Um, sure. but the ABDL diapers, you see them a lot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so people always ask you, is it a preference to have the ABDL diapers versus the actual diapers? I know this is a silly question, but
1: people do ask that. That's a good question. And I'm going to be honest from a nurse's perspective. Um, I have looked at pretty much any kind of medical diaper that's on the market. And let's be honest, they suck. <laughs> they're not good. There are a few medical supply companies that do um, focus on absorbencies. But in all reality, if they're meant for medical, they're only meant to last up to two hours. And if you're an ABGL and you enjoy... Um, diapers as a general rule, you're going to be able to realize that um, your medical options aren't going to hold as much. They're not going to be nearly as comfortable. You're going to have to take them off in about an hour if you're healthy, because they're not meant for able-bodied, um, you know, healthy drinking habits and things of that Mom- nature. They're really not. Big volumes of fluid. <laughs> Right. Exactly. And the the fun of wearing these diapers for a lot of people is the swell, right? Because if you're into age regression or you're into ABDL, if you're, or even just a DL, the feel of the diaper alone, a lot of times is really what you're going for. And by the time you get that feel in a medical diaper, it's falling off of you. So (laughs) I am a hundred percent. I, if I had it my way, I would go into every nursing facility, every hospital, every nursing home, anywhere. And I would tell them that get ABDL diapers over the medical kind all day long because they're better. They just work better. Um, they're more reliable. They really are. The quality is better because you know they want what they're paying for. So yeah, 100%, I would choose ABDL diapers over medical diapers uh, without question, hands down, absolutely.
0: I'm with you 100%. We actually have someone who who visits the dungeon pretty, pretty regularly, but he loves to get in his saltwater pool and actually, you know, submerge himself to see how big he can get his Uh-oh. diaper. That then, is very common. It is. <laughs> and then, you know, once he gets out of the pool, he walks around and he loves that soggy feeling mm-hmm. of the diaper. Oh, yeah.
1: That's part of the fun, honestly. For a lot of people, especially if they don't need them for medical reasons, or even if they do, um, the way the enjoyment of it—it's—it's half of it's the feel of the way. Whether you're an AB, if you're an adult baby, and you like the way it makes you feel like really small, out of control—you're wearing your own wet pants, right? Or if you are just a DL, the feel of it alone is half the enjoyment. So if you're in a medical, it's not going to last real long. But if you get the good ABDL diapers and you really want to take them for a spin, um, they can hold more than a lot of people think they can, especially if they fit properly otherwise. Um, If you make them, you get them at the right size, you get the right size and you can get a lot of swell out of those diapers. So, yeah, they're that's half the fun for a lot of people is the way they feel. (laughs)
0: So you've had a number of clients over the years. I mean, do you know what even draws people to this lifestyle, to to the preference of ABDL?
1: There's a lot of reasons. Um, And I I often say that it's used a lot of times as a coping mechanism. It's used a lot of times as um, kind of a therapeutic release for some people to relive a childhood they weren't able to control. Um, To kind of take power over that and live it in a different way where you're in charge. So that's part of it. And for those that don't use it for that they're blessed because they don't need it to be that. So that's a good thing. Like, there's no wrong way to do this. And to be completely honest, some people just downright like it. There's no real reason that they have to want to do this. Uh, And I think that it's important for people to understand that, that it can be a coping mechanism. It can be um, you just like the way they feel or the way they look or the loss of control, the humiliation aspect, or you could just enjoy them. There is... There's really no one way that you're attracted to this lifestyle. And for a lot of people, um, especially I've I've had some interaction with individuals that have found this as a way to deal with medical incontinence, you know, finding out that they're going to need to wear diapers for medical reasons. Well, that's kind of a downer if you don't want to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So some of them have just simply found a way to make it enjoyable. They found uh, the DL side. Maybe they're not little at all, but maybe they found uh, a comfort in, in making it fun, making it enjoyable, making it sexy, making it, you know, whatever they can to, to, to not be so upset about it. And I think that's beautiful too. There are, there are all kinds of ways that people end up attracted to the abdl lifestyle and some just go down the rabbit hole some get on that life and see it as a fetish they look at it they realize the power dynamic is you know kind of uh attracted to them and they they explore it and i've had a lot of first timers that will tell me just that you know i just came across a profile that had it on there and that was the end of it for me you know and uh I think that there's uh there's no one way, but everybody's way of finding it is valid. You know, there is no right way to get here. There's no right way to enjoy I, mean, I was vanilla and look what I'm doing now. So
0: <laughs> So true. We all start off at vanilla and then realize there's so much more. That's right. Yeah.
1: Go to the ice what cream shop and promise there's more flavors. Vanilla. yeah
0: Our friend said we went chocolate real fast. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate real fast is right. <laughs> So what is some of your more usual requests that you've had?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, Definitely most of them are focused around diaper changes, obviously. Uh, It's all about finding somebody that's cool to do it. And a lot of people struggle with whether it's their personal relationships, whether they don't, you know, have a spouse that can't or won't participate Maybe they're single and they just haven't found their person yet. Maybe they're afraid to tell their partner about this side of them. Um, They just kind of want to experience it. For a lot of people, they want to know if they'll enjoy it at all, especially if they're first timers. They want to see before they bring it into their personal life, into their relationships, what it feels like and if it's even for them. So diaper changes are the big one. Um. That is the biggest thing that we that we focused on, but the majority of what I do is is definitely the ABDL side. It's a lot of little space stuff. Um, my biggest in person session request is enemas. That's just the way it is. It is true because again, how often are you going to get someone willing to shove a hose up your booty and clean up the aftermath? Right? Like it's rare. <laughs> so when you find it, you go for it. So I do get that request a lot. And I do definitely get a lot of requests for the nursery and the beach because, you know, again, it's it's rare to have all of those things available to you in your everyday life. So experiencing those is kind of a once in a lifetime or definitely uh, not something you can just go pick up at, at your grocery store. You know, yeah, that's kind of an experience that you plan for. So.
0: That's entirely true. What, what is some advice that you would give to people that are actually considering the world of ABDL?
1: First things first, don't just trust anybody. That's a big one. Um, Be really careful who you disclose, personal information. Um, Be careful that there are a lot of people out there that do not have your best interest in heart. But otherwise, dive in, Um, try it, try different things. Um, Indulge in trying diapers, buy a sample pack, see if you like them trying um, a little space on your own. Maybe try it virtually first before you go so far as to doing an in-person play. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's really important to meet the person that you're going to play with first. If you're doing something like that professionally, do a virtual call with them. Maybe, you know, see their face, see how they interact, be comfortable before you meet them. Um, because this is such a vulnerable side of so many people. They're scared. They're, they're worried. And that they'll get cold feet. They'll cancel. And, you know, you just kind of got to get yourself familiar with what's about to happen. But otherwise, um, the biggest advice I can give is not to be afraid to try it. There's literally nothing wrong with what this is. And right. the only it's way you're going to know... If it's not at all. Right? Exactly. So it's, it, it, you're never going to know if this is something in you or something you enjoy until you indulge. You've got to give yourself, this doesn't have to be forever just because you try it. Uh, So give it a shot, reach out to maybe some people in the community, Find out about their favorite brands, their favorite, you know, toys that they use to get in little space. What movies do they watch? What what kind of environment do they provide themselves to be able to get there? Um, you know, just kind of reach out, network, connect, join groups and join munches. That's a big one, too. Your local community is your Um, that's your old school yellow pages. That's where you're going to be able to talk to people about things that get it. And you're going to have, you know, different people in different kinks and different parts of the community that can give their experiences. You know, it's really great to network with other people like you. And, um, again, it doesn't have to be forever just because you try it. So give it a shot. You know, if you're interested, if it piques your interest in any way, explore it because trying to push it back is going to make it come back even harsher the next time it comes around give yourself that indulgence and just see if it's for you um and again it's not for everybody but that doesn't mean it's it's a bad thing to try
0: it doesn't mean that there aren't aspects that you can use in your other kink so
1: that's it too yeah Yeah, you'll find a lot of um the submissive behaviors that are involved in the mommy little dynamic or caregiver little dynamic whether it, it doesn't have to even be a mommy um that, that, that submissive behavior does relate to other kinks, other other BDSM um, avenues. Uh, you know, impact play is a big part of, of uh, the mommy and little or the ABDL world. And it's a big part of a lot of other kinks, too. So it's really important to remember, like you said, that just because you try it and you don't decide to be an ABDL doesn't mean you won't learn something about yourself in the process.
0: Right. Right. Thank you. Absolutely. Now you left nursing for this.
1: I did. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, You know, a common question I get is how did you know it would work? I didn't. I had no idea that it was going to take off the way that it did. I was working as a private nurse in Illinois when we decided to pack it all up and move to Miami. (laughs) So I had a lot of life changes all at one time and I transferred with the VA down to Florida. But when I got here, I was so overwhelmed with the amount of session requests and the amount of, um, I was traveling at the time to a nursery in Georgia. So I was going there twice a week or twice a month. Uh, every other week I was going back and forth from Georgia to Miami. So I didn't have time to go back to nursing. I was, so busy with this. And I realized, you know, I could go back to nursing, but I'd be splitting my focus. I'm going to give it a shot. We're going to see where we go with this. And, you know, I'll be honest. A lot of people were curious. Why would I have that much of an education and give it up to do this? Well, that education is very much a part of this. I'm there is no denying that what I know in nursing, what I learned in nursing, the diapers, the skincare, the, um, you know, knowing what products to use, what not to use, enemas, all of that fun stuff. Um, Even my mommy coaching and being an accountability partner for people when they don't feel well, who do they go to? Usually it's a parent, you know, it's a mom Mm -hmm. and uh, they know they can come to me and I'll kind of be there with them and guide them through it. My nursing training fell right over into being a professional mommy. you know, the bedside manner, um, just taking care of people, the hands-on nurturing. That was that's nursing too. So it was very natural for me. I just came right from that. And it just kind of fell into place. It wasn't any different. You know, as a nurse, I changed diapers all day long, but I definitely didn't get uh, the kind of appreciation for it that I get in this community by any means. Oh, no,
0: I bet you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It's pretty rewarding. I mean, we've we've had different people always come in over the years. And I remember, you know, this has been years ago now. It's 15, 20 years. One of the first people to come in ever in ABDL to come actually see me in the dungeon totally took me by storm <laughs> because he came in, he disrobed, and he had a onesie on. I was like, oh,
1: how freaking cute. <laughs> That's it. I mean, how do you... How can you look at that? And this this is my first reaction when I saw Mario's at first, too, was like, wait a minute, where did you get one that big? You know, <laughs> I was like, that's the cutest, most innocent thing I've ever seen in my life. Why were you scared to show me that?
0: <laughs> so cute. And you know, what's really cute are your stinking pictures on FetLife. Well, rough. thank
1: you. They are so
0: damn adorable. I think one of my favorites is in the blue dress and you two are sitting on the porch together. I think that is so damn cute.
1: <laughs> that picture is one of my favorites. And here's a funny story. That is actually in my hometown, but like, that, that we were in a, a little area where I grew up and uh, my dad's house was in the backyard of that area. So like, Absolutely wild that we did it uh, in that spot, but those pictures have just been our favorite since, and there's something about a blue and white polka dot dress that just strikes a chord with me. (laughs) It's adorable. It's almost like 50s house mom, you know? That's it. That's it. I am very old school, very old school, but I didn't even buy that dress. I'm not going to lie. That was all Mario. It was a Christmas present. He nailed it. Yeah.
0: It really suits you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) well thank you and and, you know
0: just in the pictures I see I mean you can just see the devotion and love that you two have just in the pictures I mean just captures it well
1: oh well thank you no we're blessed Mm. um our connection is it's unmatched you know we both have relationships before that just never felt as connected and we both say that a lot it's uh you know we we just celebrated our five-year anniversary a few days ago and uh we were, I looked at him and I was like, how am I still sickeningly in love with you? This is not normal. Like this doesn't happen, does it? You know? And it's true because, um, I, I don't look at him as, uh, you know, I, and, in, in previous relationships, it was always like, yeah, stay at work. I don't want to see you. When I leave for a two hour session, I am so ready to get back home to him. It's ridiculous, but we're lucky. We're very blessed. Uh, you know, we devoted ourselves to each other and it's, We've never, never turned our backs on it. You know, we, we made an effort and it's worked for us. We're, we're definitely lucky to have found each other.
0: Well, happy anniversary.
1: Thank you. Is there any other final things that you
0: would like to say to our listeners? Because like I said, people have written in and they've just said, please do another interview with Mama Beach.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. Um, I did have one thing I wanted to kind of mention. I get asked a lot. Um, when Mario was growing up, did he ever get caught? Um, you know what I mean? Like it was, a, it's, it's, it's the question of that most want to know, did he ever have uh, ever get outed or anything like that? And the answer to that is absolutely. So here's the thing. Mario was raised around all girls. He was the only grandson in a group of gosh i want to say like 12 total grandkids he was the only boy so of course they were a little bit more curious about him than they should have been you know they kind of had their nose in places it shouldn't have been all the time and um he did have them in his closet on a regular basis they were looking for ways to embarrass him you know anything any kind of dirt they could use against him things like that um and a lot of people want to know how that affected him. And I'm going to kind of give a little bit, but it's going to be enough for people to understand where he comes from, why he's so passionate about what it is and, and, and about what we do is the fact of the matter that there was an evening when he was in his teens, that his mom sat him down and she had a conversation with him and she, you know, she told him, you know, I, I, I know what you're into. I've, I've seen, you know, what you have in your closet. I'm your mom. You know, I don't judge you. I have no, you know, no problem with it. But I do want you to know there's not a woman in this world that's going to love you with. This as part of who you are. Wow. And on a daily basis, he had to kind of reevaluate what he was comfortable settling for and what he was willing to kind of do, I guess, to get this side of him nurtured or to be and he he was willing to do whatever it took. Um, so it was really hard for him to 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 get past that. You know, he went through his his adult years, very transitional adult years, believing that because he had this as part of who he is, that he wouldn't find love and that someone might put up with it, but they would never nurture it. Mm-hmm. And that was the worst thing that she could have said, but the best thing, too, because he realized at that point he was willing to do what it took. And he was willing to find the person that would be willing to let this be part of, of their life, of their relationship. And because he didn't give up, because he didn't allow that fear to overtake him, he has it anytime he wants it now. You know, it's, it's very much a part of our daily life. So I say that because I want people to understand that those who don't understand what this is, those that don't get it, those that do not have this as a fetish, or they don't even really have any fetishes at all. Or, you know, or they're just different from what we love. Um, that, that you don't really have to fear it as long as you're willing to do the work. You know, you're willing to take the time that it, it takes to introduce someone to this or to find someone that's already into it. Um, mm-hmm. I, and, and that, that you know, back to what Dr. Rhoda always says. She's an amazing, amazing example of, of, of things that we should look to when we're unsure. She always says, you're not broken. You're not broken because this is part of who you are. Um, So don't allow, uh, you know, don't allow the outside influences sway who you are. If this is part of you, you're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. And there are people who will love you. There are people who get it. And there are people you can go to to talk about this. So do not let that uh, deter you from trying to find your true self. If this is part of what you enjoy live your live your life live live your your true self um, because you deserve it for for sure everybody deserves to live what they what they love
0: wow that's Mm -hmm. great that's that's wonderful thank you so much again for having the time to come and talk to us we certainly appreciate it
1: that's absolutely my pleasure you guys are amazing i'm always happy to sit down and answer any questions you guys have the opportunity to kind of give our story um, and just show people just how, how normal that this can be. You know what I mean? So thank you guys for allowing Absolutely. me to do that. I would love to be back here with you guys again next, anytime. Anytime you guys want me, just let me know. <laughs> I, I'm happy. <laughs> happy to be here.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Mama Peach. John? Till next time, make all your diaper-loving adult baby fantasies become reality. <laughs>